Should we? I feel like we should take maybe like a picture of all of us like doing this together. Yeah, look at my hair. Because I was thinking this could my be. My hair explains that we You're wearing your it. pancake shirt. Guys, I don't know where my pancake tank top is. I think that's my pancake shirt. No, it's not. It's from my own house. Ow. Yeah, but I think I lost mine in the original. I'm, I have to do something with my hair. <laughs> no, we just we have to say something like, obviously our hair's been at the beach for a week. Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I am lucky enough to be in the same place as my sisters. We are actually on vacation physically in the same place in a quiet room (laughs) recording this episode. I'm staring Becky in the eyes while I do this intro to see how much I can get her to laugh. So she's laughing so hard that she might throw up. Okay. I just I also ate a lot of cookies before we started. So we've been having a wonderful vacation, and we will continue the vacation spirit today. And we will tell some more stories from this vacation as it goes. We will also talk about some of the movies we've been watching, the games we've been playing, and the food we have been eating. <laughs> because there has been a lot of food eating. Even since the last episode when we talked all about that delicious pizza. Oh, yeah. Mom was, I was listening to the episode with Mom on the beach, which was hilarious. Can we release the pictures of Mom 100%. Laughing? I think Mom we need to. Like- it was amazing. <laughs> and she get, she turns around, though, and she's like, why do you guys talk so much about the pizza? <laughs> she's like, do you think your listeners really care about the pizza? And I was like, well, should I try to move on? And Becky was like, I need to talk about the pizza sometimes. Like, you just got to talk about what you got to talk about. Whether, you know, we can't also, do everything for the fans. <laughs> also, I operate on the assumption that no one's listening. <laughs> uh, Those pictures are amazing, though. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. All right. Just double check. I feel like if you're like, oh, I had a good pizza, everyone will be like, okay, who cares? You That's know? a good point. I think I think like, the oh, details matter. We're okay. going to do some more food details on this episode, too. <laughs> and. And I think I, you know, let us know, you know, people who are listening. We know there's a few of you, and we love you. Uh, let us know what you thought. Okay, so but first we're going to talk about one of the activities that was introduced on this vacation, something we've never done before. But where we are, where we are in North Carolina, the state which is known as the state that is first in flight. Kite flying is a big deal, and there's a store called Kitty Hawk Kites. Of course, as usual, I get faked out into thinking there's one of these. It seems like they're all it's, over the area. It's a thing. But there's Kitty Hawk Kites, and in it, they have incredible options for kites. And we bought a rainbow kite that was sort of the easy kite to fly, and then we bought a more advanced kite that was the shape of the Millennium Falcon. 
and a couple of days ago we went to the sound the sound is what exactly is it it's more it's beach like is it like a bay it's i guess you could say it's, it's like, like a, a boring bay. beach well because the, the way it's that our banks no works way. is just like a street in the middle of the ocean it's okay. like a highway running through the middle of the ocean and on one side of the highway there's dunes and there's an uh, the actual atlantic and on the other side it's just corralled water that is like a bay okay. it's like a bay but you can the amazing thing about it is that you can walk for about a mile and it only is about knee deep oh right that's it so it's, it's like really fun for kids and yeah, kayaking and so. a little bit unnerving also because the kids just keep walking out farther of the ocean and, and you're waiting for them to drop and they don't right so we brought so we bought these two kites now the one that was the rainbow kite says on the package easiest possible to fly kite anyone can do <laughs> in that level of detail for some reason you were having some like so, trouble so some I, first trouble. day so I, I kept being like should I just run with it everyone <laughs> kept wanting you to run down so, me to launch it so here I am on the sound running back and forth I looked on my my Fitbit and I took um I did a uh, hundred minutes of cardio <laughs> running back and forth <laughs> running back and forth on that day and then my brother-in-law, Vladimir, who is, you know, a brilliant designer and artist, I figured he could bring his his problem-solving artistic brain to this. He starts helping me. We're getting into it. He's lifting up the kite, <laughs> throwing it in the air. He's throwing it. I'm throwing it. We're taking turns. This thing will go up maybe for a couple of seconds, and then it'll whip around, turn into a circle, and, like, land face-first in the ground. At one point, we got it flying for a little bit. Anyways, as we're going back and we are in the parking lot and putting it away, we notice that there's a piece of it that I had not attached, and it was the tail. And I was like, huh, I wonder if the tail is important for a kite. I thought it was decorative. And, and then the Mama's all like, oh, of course it's important. Right. I knew it was missing the tail. And you're like, well, if you did, why didn't you get anything? Yeah, I'm like, okay, Mom, the aeronautical whatever engineer. <laughs> so I'm in the parking lot. And right as we're about to leave, I was like, I really need to see if this works. So I put the tail on the kite and immediately, like without even trying, like no running, no nothing. The wind comes, this this thing up in the air. And I'm like, woohoo, this is amazing. I'm flying in the parking lot now. And then I see as it goes up and I'm like, uh oh. Is this supposed to fly near power lines? And I realized and then that Dad was, is like, um, this experiment has already been done. Try, please. <laughs> yeah, Dad goes, please. Ben Franklin already yeah, figured that yeah, out. Yeah. Pull the kite down. Yeah. So I start pulling the kite down and pulling the kite down, and then I lower it at the level at which a car is coming. <laughs> the car has stopped, and it stops so driving. So it was a disaster. It was a disaster. So that was day, day one kite flying, disaster. And then, t- then on the windier day yesterday and today, we broke out the Millennium Falcon kite. At which point, my older daughter decided that she would fly the kite. And so we got it up in the air, and I let her... The Lenny Falcon one is it's big. It's it's like 50 inches or something like that. I don't, it's big. It's really big. It's really big. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to, but I bigger, actually can't think of bigger, an item that's that large this, and round. It's bigger than a seven-year-old, I'll say that. And it has, two, it has two tails, not just one tail. It has two tails. And so it... Floats up in the air, and uh, I pass it to my older daughter, 
and I make a big deal about how she has to hold it with two hands. And she ends up holding it for like 20 minutes, running back and forth with it, keeping it in the air. It was amazing advanced kite flying. People are pretty impressed because it's a Millennium Falcon. We're looking pretty cool on the beach. And then she got to try Like, ooh, you passers by. Falcon Falcon Yeah. It's like so, like, you know, pop cultural reference. Yeah. But meta. Yeah, retro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, it's no dumb rainbow kite. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I definitely did not see Solo. Just to, I was like, everybody was like, oh, watch out for that Han Solo over there. Like, you know, exactly. pointing like, so, the gun finger. So then, then the Lily's, Lily's like pointing. Like this no gang needs like a strong cup of coffee before we keep on. No, it looks it's, like she's it's, falling it's, asleep. It's all of the cookies we ate before this. It's also so, like a lot of sun here. Like, I feel like my head is... Oh my god, my sunburn is so bad. Oh, we have to get to that. We have to talk about that later. Okay, so, hold on. So the kite, my, my daughter does an amazing job flying the kite. And, she, and I made a big deal about her. Two hands, two hands, two hands. Like, on the video, you'll see me going, two hands. Then she gives it to me within... 30 seconds of me holding it no a big uh, no within okay. 30 seconds of you holding it i walk over to you and i'm like hey shy uh, so when are we gonna podcast today and you're like um and you let go of it <laughs> the actual like i don't know if people realize it, it's on like a spool yeah like there's yeah. like a spool that winds up the, the the string the string that you fly it with but it's massive and it has tons of string you let go it whips straight at my physical body right. smacks me in the shoulder like knocks me out like a bullet and then it's gone it literally flew by itself <laughs> we were far from the ocean it flew by itself towards the ocean and into the ocean and then i we're all kind of no, looking at it <laughs> i see you you just like blow right past me I'm like ow man that hurt you blow right past me to go get it and by the time you've run towards the ocean turned around come back Hoss is already in the water because he's saving, like, he's like, so I'll take care of this. I, I and he like just goes, runs, and, I, and you no, come no, back, you're on, like, on, damn on, it, my I, phone, I, my headphones. And you run back, <laughs> you're wearing watching you run in flip-flops on the beach is amazing. <laughs> then you come back with your flip-flops, just kick off the flip-flops, which I refuses to walk on the sand. So he runs back with his flip-flops. Close is already now, like, doing, like, a Baywatch dive into the beach to try to save the kite. Jai runs back, and he's like, damn it, my Fitbit. Takes off his Fitbit, his glasses, his hat, throws everything on the ground. Then he runs back into the ocean, and Jose is now like swimming into this, the distance. And at this point, the kite is gone, right? No, you can't like, even we could see, see it. A few minutes ago, it's you gone. can't even see it. And then Shai, Shai's on the edge of the water. I was like, Shai, just let Jose take care of this. Okay, he'll take care of it. And Shai's like, no, it's my kite. And I see him reluctantly, like, sort of hippity hop into the water. <laughs> There's really funny pictures of Shai's experience getting into the water every time like a wave splashes us he's trying to get past the waves he does that like cringe face holds up his head it's like ow and Jose is just like running over waves like galloping over waves Shai makes it into the water and Jose assumes it gets pulled by the current so he swims to the right to yeah, try and look for it just, he was yeah, he's like a dolphin <laughs> you were like I don't know what the exact analogy is a smurf I'm trying yeah, to think smurf. <laughs> a smurf got wet 
And so then, <laughs> it's perfect. So then, um, Shai's like, oh, I'm not gonna go up. Costa comes back to the shore, and he's like, I can't. I don't see it anywhere. Shai's like, I'm not giving no, up. No, no, no. That's not exactly what happened. Oh, I thought Jose's in the water. Jose's in the water, and I'm looking for it, and he's looking for it. I'm like, do you see it? He goes, no, I don't see it. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's gone. <laughs> and then Jose goes, no, no, go back out of the water and then look for it. And so I walked out while My he My version is better. We were like, no, I must not give up. No, no. He, no, he made a big point of making the point to me that you were like ready to let it go. <laughs> and then so then eventually as I'm spying things from the shore, I see the orange handle of the spool that has now been sucked into the ocean. It's on your phone. I have the pictures on your phone. And I point to it and I run into the ocean and I'm running and running and running until I get the spool and then Jose dives in like a dolphin again. Yes. Like a gazelle dolphin. A that's gazelle. How, that's a very a, good analogy. And he pulls up the, the kite and we pulled it out and then we flew it a few more minutes later and then we put the kite away. Uh, so I learned something at the beach this year quickly if I may interject. So I've been living a bit of a lie. I, for some, no, for some reason, I have always believed that your legs can't get sunburned. <laughs> it's just like a part of your body that can't get sunburned. It's like the bottom of your feet, like certain parts of your body just don't get sunburned. The bottom of your feet don't get sunburned. Because you're only wearing flip-flops because no, you don't take off your shoes. At but the even like the top. You don't walk around on your hands with your feet in the air. Okay, I'm just saying there are certain parts of you, like the inner part, like certain parts of you just don't get sunburned. Ironically, though, you're so weird with sunburns. Like, Becky's really weird with the sun. When she goes out to like take the trash out, she puts sunscreen on. She's really, really careful with the sun. I'm really careful. And she's the darkest of the three of us. Yes, she's the darkest of the three of us. Since she went to California in a weird way, she's I'm, become translucent. Yeah, no, I half. like don't <laughs> legs. Anyways, I paid the price dearly, dearly. Becky did one of those slapping on the sunscreen you without can paying see, attention. You can see a handprint on my <laughs> leg. Did you not know this, Shai? There's literally like a like a handprint. You, you're gonna have to take a picture for visual representation. Oh, where is that? Oh no, there it is. Uh, you can it. see it. That's yeah, the handprint there. right there. Anyway, and, and of course, then there's Allie who does the classic. I'm just gonna go take a nap on the beach. Comes back extra crispy every single time. I don't know. Dad fell asleep with his mouth open, and we were pretty sure the inside of his mouth was gonna get sunburned. <laughs> Uh, and so, as people know, this, this 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 vacation has been a lot of fun. And one of the things we've done is we've played some games on the vacation. And dear friends of ours, uh, Ariel and Nate and Etta and Miles got for the kids' birthday a card game called Sleeping Queens, which is a card game that, to, to be frank, has been a game we did not need to bring any other games on this trip because this has been the most played game by everybody in the family except for Mario Kart you didn't need to bring any other games because you brought your Nintendo that's fair I brought Mario Kart that was a winner also can we play that after this yes we can and uh I think that the game was a little bit confusing for Lily. I think ever. I think for Lily, I think no, even, and I, nobody understood it <laughs> I, except your seven-year-old, which so, I find incredible. So and we're dad. just going to take a couple of minutes and have Lily read some of the instructions to try to make sense and, of them. And while I do hate on this game a lot, I have to say, I really like it. Yeah, it's it's really, no it splendor, like, but it's, it, it it's has, good. What annoys me though is that it seems like it's like a go fish. Like a little bit is just up to chance. There's no real strategy. Yeah, there is. Just There's like a re- little bit of strategy. Re- What's the strategy? Read some. Like when you play your Joker, there's no real strategy. Well, if Lily read a few of these, it's a bit of a go. Fish. Getting ready. One second. Why? Oh, oh, okay. I need a mandolin. Lily needs a little bit of background music for the first time ever. 
Friday Night Movie is going to have background music. Hopefully, this won't cause any copyright issues for us. Um, well, now it's playing an ad because I guess Renaissance music is very popular. Um, okay. All right, I'll hold. I'll hold the music for you. That's the Renaissance music playing, people. You might want to get closer to the mic for this. Sleeping Queens. A royally rousing card game. It is not. That is a lie. <laughs> um, the object. You wanted to read oh, this part? Do you want me to read the king? Just read the instructions. How to play. The player to the left of the dealer goes first and continues clockwise. Clockwise, which makes no sense because we tried to play that way and everybody was like, damn it, it's not working. <laughs> it just looks like it's going counterclockwise for some reason. Everybody got confused. So you play a king to awaken a sleeping queen from the center playing area. Place your king face up on the discard pile. Then This is for seven-year-olds. What are the ages? Ages eight and up. Oh, I'm sorry. Your daughter's a genius. Ages eight and up starting at about 50 because nobody understands these. Place your king face up on the discard pile. Then pick any queen from the center area and place it face up in front of you so that all players can see. It is now awake. In quotation marks. If you pick the lucky rose queen, you get to wake up an additional sleeping queen. <laughs> so it's basically only the men can wake up the women. <laughs> and then if you happen to be get the rose one, she comes with like a friend. Now, now Lily, there are other threesome. There are other cards. There are knights and the dragons. The knights and the dragons, the sleeping potion so and the wands. The knights can steal. The knight can steal. Any of your opponents so, awakened queen, so you can steal can other I people's ask you, women. What what can the queens do? Nothing. They just have they just points. Like, they just are like have pretty names and okay. So pretty now, names. Now can we tell? Go, can we now, go over some of their names? Yeah, let's go over. I'm gonna just show flashcards some of the the cards that you can get in this game. It is not a traditional hearts and spades things, which my, our parents are. Let's very just let's just go to the real reason why you bought this game. We know we know the real There's reason. There's a pancake queen. There's a pancake queen. <laughs> there is a pancake. But I like queen. how this game. Is extremely complicated and yet like tries to do things for children like have them have a cat queen and a dog queen but if they can't understand how to play the goddamn game but what's I gotta the tell point? you so look you can get your a card younger child like, is very into all like the like the cat queen and the dog queen there and you go that. and you can see look you can so there's something with six ladybugs you can get a card of six ladybugs this or game a is pretending it's simple and, and then it's look you can get there's complex. one with four poodles Yet at the same time, I feel like I need to recommend this to adults everywhere. I thought it was super fun. Yeah, super fun game. Okay, so that is a game that we've been playing on this vacation. Sleeping, Sleeping queens. queens. But leave it to... And I want to pretend it's why because do... of the seven-year-old, but it's really just because I like it. Yeah, right. Why do your friends, who seem really nice, why do they need to recommend games that ha- like start like the 16th century and before? <laughs> like, why can't... You mean like, like Settlers of Catan and right. Splendor and... Oh. Right. All right, and so like, we're going to the, we're gonna kill the... the Spanish tile game. Hmm? Oh yeah, we did play a game with them. They found like a really fun Saturday night would be. They should get together and play a board game that was all about taking and buying and reselling old-fashioned Spanish tiles. What? Yeah. And we sent Lily pictures during the game, game. and Lily's like, oh, those are famous Spanish tiles. They are, but this is like boring. (laughs) This makes boring look super boring. So, okay. Now on to our, our, our first topic of today. In our last episode, we talked about Lily talked about the notion of seeing super troopers for her first time, and trying to wanting to go back in time and feel that 
experience. And I thought it would be fun to talk about movies where the context when we saw them was as great as the actual movie experience. So do you have a movie, either of you, where if you were to go, you would like to go back in time and experience that feeling of seeing it again, that the nostalgia or the pull or the uniqueness of it makes it so great? Or just, I feel like it's more, I want to even say it more has to do with you'll never get back sort of how it impacted you or how much you loved it or how funny you thought it was as then. And if I, you mean like if I could go back to that time and see a movie? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think it's, I mean, I, Clueless and Empire Records, mm. those two movies represent like a time. I know I had mentioned um, Romeo and Juliet. I was like, oh, you guys know I love that movie. And that, like, you and Titanic, Becky, like, that one, like, if you saw Titanic <gasps> oh as an God, adult today. Oh, my God, you're right. That actually trims all the other ones I was thinking. You'd the think way it was I experienced Titanic as a 13-year-old, nothing can, I can, I can't replicate that. I mean, there's no way to ever replicate that experience. That had to be. I saw it like three times in Four. theaters. Four. No, three times in theaters, and then I bought the VHS double, <laughs> double tape. Oh, those double tapes. Yeah. Ooh, that was Ooh, heavy. Woof. That was. <laughs> that was a lot. Did you just start at the second tape just to get to the part that's actually about the Titanic crashing, or? No, because the first part is what like you'd want to watch is like when they meet and all that. Oh God, the part <laughs> is like watching paint dry. It's like. Anyway, so yeah, like that's like a movie that brings you back, to, or like we said, Super Troopers, where you just thought things were so funny then. So why um, Clueless? Why Empire Records? Uh, because those movies, like my mind was blown as a teenager. Loved the the humor. Like I feel like I hadn't experienced humor like that in a movie. The sarcasm, the cultural pop cultural references, the clothes, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> I mean, that movie was like, the music so in, in Empire the, Records. The, the music in both movies. <laughs> was a big deal um, like I, when as a kid would I have cared that much about a movie soundtrack but I had the soundtracks to both of those movies mm-hmm. and those are just like an epic time of being like a teenager and if I saw them as an adult there's no way I'd experience them the same way maybe your kids wouldn't even experience them the same way but um, those are two movies that I would say I think of those two in. clueless because Allie and I went to an actual screening with Amy Hecker being the director that sounds amazing so that's cool. like a dream I can't believe you had to do that A it was amazing B that movie really holds up that yeah. movie holds up really really well but one of the reasons why it holds up is because Paul Rudd is such an enduring treasure that Agreed. He, if he had been some random guy that came and went you might not care as much you might not care as much and you might not be rooting for him as much but, but it's Paul Rudd but now it's Paul Rudd so it's like oh Paul Rudd yeah you want the the characters to end up together. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Although, weirdly, I can never tell Paul Rudd's age because he looks the same exactly. in the age. He looks the exact same in that movie. He's like always he 30, now. which was weird that he's in that movie. <laughs> yeah. But he's always just about 30. And Becky, how about you? So, Titanic? I would say, yeah, Lily's right. Titanic, it was, you know, it's a particular moment in time because when that movie came out, it was the ice storm in Montreal, remember? Mm. And the entire city was just like a frozen ice field. And the only thing there was to do was to go to the Cavendish Mall and watch that movie. And it was, to the Cavendish Mall. Shout out to the Cavendish Mall. Cavendish and Mall. I, do you remember Cattleman's Pizza? No. That's before your time. That there was this place. So in the, in the days of when I went, which was probably the early 90s, late 80s, there were some restaurants and things that were there that were the, the only places. It was a pre-food court. Mm. And there was a place called Catalan's. And one of the things they had was pizza. I remember lining up and getting pizza at Catalan's and then going to Cole's Books. <laughs> 
Cole's Buy. books. I remember, I remember that. that. I remember Buying the, some Cole's notes. The big things was going Which the rest of the world to, calls Cliff Notes, but we had Cole's, Cole's notes. notes. Yeah. True. <laughs> Cole's Notes. Uh, going to Laura's Seacord and buying those lollipops. That was that was a big that was a big Cavendish Mall highlight every and then time. When the Cavendish Mall got a movie theater. Oh yeah. Boy. So when the Cavendish Mall got a movie theater and we would just go to the Cavendish Mall and watch this movie. And I think it was like the first time, really the first time in my life where I felt like I was seeing like a grown-up movie and I understood it and it was like this important epic movie and I got to be a part of that. I wasn't too young. I wasn't too little. I was like allowed to go see it. It was like probably PG-13 or whatever. Who knows? But I could go see it with my friends. And so I feel like that's why it's a really epic moment in time. That's cool. I saw that movie once. I got to admit I was a little bit weepy. But to this day, I still don't understand. With all the pieces that were floating out there, no, it makes no why sense. does he have to sing? He doesn't have um, to sing. It's just for the movie. I don't think I necessarily love it now, nor would I want to rewatch it now. But can someone just... It doesn't endure for me the way, let's say, like Clerks or, um, oh, or, um, or Clueless does for you guys, but for me... Um, but for me, that was just like, if you talk about that, experiencing a movie in a really special way for the first time. Oh, my baby's awake. So... My movie, I have a couple movies, but so my movie is a very specific moment in time, and it's similar to what Becky was saying is feeling grown up, although I was a little bit older, but it was when, what was the name of the video? There was a video store in Montreal that was in the same place as A Million Comics, and it eventually became the Videotron video store, but it had another name before that. Well, whatever that video store was used to go downstairs and on one side of Yeah, on Queen Mary, and one side of the store was the video store, and the other side of the store was the comic book store, where Josh and I spent tons of money. And that video store had one of the earliest stores where you'd have a deal where it was like three movies for ten bucks for two days or something like that. And I remember really clearly coming home from school early, when we used to have early release, a liberal way of describing what we did in high school. Sure. And we'd go on on the walk home. We'd stop by Queen Mary, rent some movies with friends, and we'd stay at you know hang out at someone's house and watch a movie. And I remember very distinctly, Josh, me, Alana, Austin, and Naomi Wall rented this movie. We had never heard of before, but it was in that '90s era's this that '90s era's grunge kind of era. And we saw the movie Clerks didn't know anything it was about, had not heard of Kevin Smith, didn't even know it was in black and white. And we started the movie, and very confused by the opening scene, and then where he, where Dante gets pelted by cigarettes, and then, I think there's something like that. And then, a few minutes into it, they have a conversation about Star Wars, and whether or not the people who are building the second Death Star were members of the Empire or whether they were just independent contractors who got killed by accident. <laughs> and it was this whole... And and in that movie, they talk about how Empire Strikes Back is, quote-unquote, the better movie. It was the first time in my life I had ever heard anyone say Empire Strikes Back was the better movie. I never even occurred to me because I'm it, such a... Doesn't mom so, say that? Maybe. I don't know. But I was such a Return of the Jedi kid 
that it was yes, the first was, time. Oh, yeah. But these guys are a little bit older than us. Anyways, that movie blew my mind. It influenced the way we made jokes, the way we talked. We saw every Kevin Smith movie after that. Silent Bob and Jay were iconic to us after that. Uh, all of the Quickie Mart stuff, the Soul Asylum song in the movie. Everything <laughs> in that movie was just, we couldn't stop repeating the jokes. So that was a big deal. And also, because it was so R-rated, I mean, it was an extremely R-rated movie for that time. It, um, but it was all dialogue. We were we, it, we were we were a little bit. We felt like we were doing something really special and exciting. And then the other thing that I would go back in time to do. And we've talked about this before, and I'll talk about it a hundred more times. It was on the sick days when any combination of the three of us were home, mm-hmm. and we would watch either The Untouchables, Who's Harry Crumb, or Married to the Mob, while eating a special production of my multiple layer nachos that I used to make. Mm. So we'd be home with like a stomach flu and I'd be making nachos for that everybody. That is 100% true. Delicious. So those are all movies that that we would go back in time to the moments when we watched them to watch. And speaking of movies and times and times we watched them, we watched a few more things on this vacation since we last recorded. We, I think we're picking up a pretty solid pace here. Yeah, we're watching. You didn't yeah. believe that we'd watch anything. Yeah. You're like, I, I'll believe I mean, it when fr- I see it, literally. Yeah. I'll believe I, it when I, I see it. I laid down the gauntlet. We were losing our mojo. As a family who watched so many movies together, we almost were not able to well, schedule it, it anymore you with know, the birth of the children. Well, it's because, you know, we're not ha- we're not sitting down to dinner until 9. By the time we're done dinner and cleaned up, it's like 10, 10. 30. It's like 10.30, creeping up on 11. I'm yawning just so we listening get, to that schedule. We get like an hour. We, could, we have to do all the movies as two-parters now. That's true. You know? Not all of them, but but look, I'd rather do a two-parter than not see it than at a all. no-parter. That's true. So, so we did one as like a palate cleanser, which was the life of the party with... Uh, Molly, uh, what's her name? McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> How was that? I had to go to sleep. It was I exactly. Make, I couldn't make it, it to the end. It was, it was what exactly you would what expect. expected to. It was a solid rent to med, but not bad. It delivered on its promise. Of right, Melissa but it's McCarthy. no like Love Simon or Bloggers. Right. I would or, say. or as far as Melissa McCarthy, like it's not. It doesn't touch it with a ten foot pole on every other movies. Like uh, the, like the heat. Like you the like, heat is a movie I own in multiple formats and can watch anytime. <laughs> I, I find I it really so need to see the heat. so funny oh we have have not seen it Mm. oh the one where she plays the spy i only got about a half hour into it but i laughed so hard so that was the secret i only had a chance to watch like that was the secret great one because mom and lily watched it i watched it and and they told me to watch it and Allie and i started watching it one night and there's a point where she's throwing up she kills her first person and (laughs) as a spy and she just starts throwing up and mom and i were cackling that, that movie had great physical comedy and it had great Statham in it. There was yeah. hilarious Jason Statham right. in that. Rose Byrne is in that movie too. Yeah, she's the, great. That, that movie great. Was, she needs to be more stuff. That movie great. was really really funny. So so Melissa McCarthy, Life of the Party. Here's if you the like, thing though, is it she she that movie she made with her husband. Her husband directed it and wrote it. And I feel like they're movies that she... I love them so much. They're so cute. I just feel like the, her worst movies are his movies. Really? Yeah. Well, I feel I, kind of bad I, saying I, I that. Know, Why? What are his other movies? I think that they're listening. You know, you know what I what think about, one of the problems... Did he make The Boss? I he love made, The Boss. No, he, I, I, he may have, but he made the one where they, her identity gets stolen or something. Tammy? Or where the one where she played... I'm just going to look it up. Yeah, what's called... Anyways, here, here was what I thought was actually weak about the movie, was the supporting cast... It's no, it's no blockers. They don't, in that they sense. don't have a good supporting cast. Like Who the actor, the actors movie? just weren't Jacob. No, like she's cute, but just cute, but like, like the, the daughter and the friends, they weren't 
funny enough. Like I don't think they cast compare them good to comedic the actors or, or or characters who really carried it in an age appropriate way. The yeah. way the ones in Blockers, Blockers and did. Love Simon did. That's fair. But Melissa McCarthy she did always the boss. Gold. He did the boss with her. That's I take that. Oh, back. and I love the boss. I did haven't we seen watched it yet. the boss with mom? No, oh, I, wasn't I watched there. the boss with mom. But he made Tammy. That movie. Was but there's silly. a scene. There's a few scenes in the boss that again watch that movie with mom and it's a bye 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 bye. bye. <laughs> So okay, and so done. life of the party was done and done. Melissa McCarthy always always gold. The movie around it could have been mm. better, but the scene with him in it was amazing. Well, I wish funny. he would direct or write a movie where they were actually in the whole movie together. I know because they are they have great chemistry. They're holding out for us. He's in the heat, also by the way, in a very funny scene. I feel like he makes a cameo in all her movies. He is so funny and so talented. So I I think that we're just waiting for the right thing to come mm-hmm. together and or enough funding for them to hire really good supporting guests. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and the other movie we watched over two nights, and I feel like there was a lot of... The the Yiddish word is uh, Deadpool 2. No, Looper. Oh. (laughs) Well played. Well played. Which which movie was that? Oh, it was Deadpool 2. Sorry. I got confused when we hit the second act. I was like, oh, did someone turn on Looper? Because it's the same story. (laughs) So, uh, Deadpool 2, first of all, there was a lot of the Yiddish word is bregus around the watching of Deadpool <laughs> 2. Or like you said it perfectly. As soon as that dad got up and went to bed, he was like, whoa, way to yuck somebody's yam. Like, <laughs> yeah, mom and I mean? dad were intent. No, but then mom got on board. Well, because she like, thinks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. We could have told her this was the proposal too. She would have believed us <laughs> and thought it was really For fun. sure. So uh, I'd like your impressions of Deadpool 2. This is my second time seeing Deadpool 2. So I have a sort of rewatch impression to share on different things. I thought that it it took far too long for me to know what the movie was about. And by the time it's like midway through the second act, I'm like, oh, so this is just what the plot is going to be? I was like, okay, but I don't get why it's important. So I think because they didn't set up Cable enough, I didn't really get why the whole storyline was important. Now, not to compare it to Looper, but because the main character is, or like, you know, Bruce Willis' character is set up so well, you really care about the outcome of Act 3. And I I just sort of felt like... So what's funny is this, is that Looper... I liked Act 1 and 2 of Looper. And then Act 3, when Looper is essentially the same plot as not just Deadpool 2, but I was like, when did this movie become X-Men? For the second half of right, Looper, right, right. I was yeah. like, ugh, I don't It's true, care. it does become I very X-Men-y. Care. There's a lot of crossovers. Maybe they felt like they could borrow it back. They're like, you're living in our world, buddy. But this story, well, I think so, but this story, it's not like this is some iconic superhero story of Deadpool that I know about because I think the Deadpool in the movies to the extent that I know about it is the character is what they keep and then the story is really what they have sort of threaded him through so you can see the character because last night you guys were asking me questions about Deadpool 1 there's like nothing I couldn't to tell say you, you know what it is you know movie. what it is I felt like here's the thing the superhero movies these days are too focused or I mean not too focused their focus is these huge intergalactic world battles and massive huge bad guys that are going to destroy cities and worlds and but people it, so true. it was so it was nice to have no, a but superhero then, but then when you watch a movie like this like Black Panther but, it's nice to have a movie where where it's actually like a contained, more intimate story of just like this is one in a chain of events. But mm-hmm. 
But well, it's hard for me to finish my thought. I can't remember what I'm going to say, Lily. I don't have any brain cells left. <laughs> just go um, too much sun but, and baby rearing. Oh, God. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So it's a contained story. Oh, but it felt like it was just a continuation of his origin story. And I'm like, didn't we just spend the whole first movie doing an origin story? Why do I need a... Part two origin story. So, so here's so. Yeah, you can go. Wait, go no, I'm just gonna say I'll, that I'll, like sometimes that. when we watch a movie like Infinity War, which is seven movies in one, it's like you get a lot for your money. In that sense, you get to a superhero movie like this, and you're like, oh, there's just one plot. <laughs> I can't believe it. I guess it's boring. And you're watching it and no, you're like, I guess I we'd have to wait and see if he saves a day. End of story. But I didn't because find it, it boring. It's only just, just, just one it story. Long. It just took too long to tell us what it was about. So It does take too long to get to The whole to time it. he's meeting the kid, you're like, and? So here's where I come down in the second time. To Becky's point that I totally forget. but to Becky's, About it's like a part two origin story. A part two origin story is that... I, I, and I don't... Deadpool, the character in the comics, to the extent that I understand his evolution, because I was reading comics when he was actually introduced as kind of this originally this badass mercenary who is actually a purposeful knockoff of a character from DC Comics. So Wade Wilson is a knockoff on purpose of Deathstroke, Deadpool, Deathstroke. So he's always was, been kind of a joke. Yeah, exactly. He was always kind of a meta joke. That, But he was... and. The name of Deathstroke, Deathstroke in DC Comics, who is an enemy of Batman, and in the TV shows, he's the enemy of Arrow. Uh, Mangioli is going to play him in the next Batman movie. Deathstroke, who looks... I'll show you a picture of him. Deathstroke, his name is Slade Wilson. That's hilarious. So That's really funny. I did not know that. So it's always been that Deadpool was a little bit of a wink and a nod a wink a and a nod. A little bit. It's a wink and a nod. Yeah, look, that's, so that's what Deathstroke looks like. Oh, that's really funny. That's what Deathstroke looks Got like. Got it, yeah. Okay. With the, the ninja with, with swords, swords and guns. Yeah. <laughs> there, look, he just looks like an orange and yellow version of Deadpool. Right, right. So, so, and then over time, they developed this increasingly insane version of Deadpool that was living in his own reality. And he becomes heroic at times, and he has a moral code at times, but... He's I think crazy. once you're casting Ryan Reynolds in a role and you're making a movie that is marketed to people to actually like and not a very kind of edgy comic, you need to ultimately have a certain amount of a hero's journey for him. And they clearly, this movie was clearly transitional. This was, they had this edgy R-rated, like I always felt it was like a 90s Pulp Fiction style kind of insane mm-hmm. first movie. Agreed. Where he saves the girl, but aside from that, it's really about just blowing your mind with how crazy Deadpool is and and what they could be doing with the superhero. This movie is like the Iron Man 2 of the Deadpool series, but they did a better job than Iron Man 2 because for Deadpool to continue just him going on adventures as a crazy person, I don't think that'll work for a number of movies. So mm-hmm. he has to evolve and he had to they had to evolve him from a point of being a solo guy to someone who would actually be on a team, which he never 100% is in the comics. Sometimes he wants to be on a team and sometimes he's just too crazy to be on the team. But they needed to set you up for, frankly, X-Force. I know they joked about X-Force in the movie, but the original X-Force is led by Cable and Domino and a few other okay. characters. Uh, can we just speaking, talk about how much we love Domino? Speaking of which, Domino, Dom- Beats. Domino Beats is, is the Valkyrie of this franchise. She does it yeah. so well. She's super cool. Like, um, we also have to talk about Julianne Dennison, the kid. Um, 
Julian Dennison is adorable. Oh, the kid from... Fire Fist? Yeah, Fire Fist. Is he an actual... Is he... I think he is, but I'd say as a comic book watcher, the signif- there's a lot of... X-Men, young X-Men characters that have been significant over the years. And he, Firefist is not one I even knew existed. I mean, I think he existed, he is, but he wasn't one of any significance um, to me. He is, this kid is hilarious. You need to see, like, if you have not seen oh, yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. We can bring it back up in our rec Yeah, section. I'm going to bring it back up in the rec section because it is directed by Taika Waititi, who is the director of Thor. And Ragnarok. And Ragnarok. And, um, is it a serious movie? No. Kind no, of. Well, uh, it's like a dark comedy okay um and what we do in the shadows uh and he's hilarious um the kid is just really good the thing is i i feel like the movie had a lot of really great bits and the story is very much a secondary thing and so i just think they could have not to bring it back to super troopers 2 which is just bits but they managed to move the story along in a quite orderly fashion whereas like you get a bunch of bits and then you're like oh the plot moves on and then a bunch of bits this was just like bit 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 and then you're like oh i guess we're in a movie now and they sort of start the story halfway through i feel like literally the entire plot of the movie could have happened in the first one and a half acts and then you could have had another half like one and a half acts to then do a story of like them now working as a team like I don't think so, you need an entire right. movie Becky's 100% right because once is they, about they half got to the team for me. and I not to do spoilers but Cable I love that like he's a super bad guy and then he kind of joins with them you know that's like very X-Men-y that's really fun um but Becky's right. Like, if I had that happen halfway through it, I'm like, oh, now I won't watch this movie. Well, that's why I say it's like the Iron Man 2. This one was about bringing the ensemble. The thing I liked about this is that I like Deadpool in an ensemble in the long run, and I and I like the characters they chose to bring in from X-Men. Are uh, Domino and Cable are great X-Men characters that I, I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to put together. And I thought Brolin was great as Cable. I wanted, I, w- I imagined other actors playing him, but I thought Brolin was great. Now, Do you prefer Brolin as Cable or Thanos? I know, we've watched a lot of and Brolin. And isn't that weird that they cast him in both roles? I think they cast him in Cable because he was already, did a good job at Thanos. And Cable is a much I more visible I mean, I feel like Hollywood is like, you did good ones. They're like, ugh, we'll just use you. I mean, look at J.J. Abrams. Like, they're so... Yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> they just really like somebody and they stick with them. But it's the best is that Ryan Reynolds calls him Thanos. So then he's like, okay, Thanos. <laughs> like, the meta is delicious to watch. Like, it's super yeah. fun as a fan of yeah. movies yeah. and TV and pop culture to watch Ryan Reynolds. you got to be quick and to catch all the jokes. And, and you know that he knows all those jokes. These aren't he just wrote, I mean, You know, like Becky said, he obviously wrote it. He did write it. And so that He's part, part of the writing love. team. I will say the meta... So in the second watching of the movie, it, I didn't like it as much the second time. I loved it in the theater and I still kind of like parts of it more, more than the second I one. I feel like I would have liked it more if I was watching it in a big stadium theater and I had popcorn and maybe Maybe some like Reese's pieces and like a soda and it was like a fun act you know like there was like more going on for me to distract me that, from the lame plot that, that being said I love Marina Baccarine Macarena 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 really fast it's just Macarena she can be in anything as far as I'm concerned and I and even though look put it this way Deadpool in love in a consistent way as a fan of the comics is a little bit hard to wrap your head around because he's such a crazy character. 
it's believable that he's in love with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that she loves him. They do a really good job. Yeah, the whole kiss me like you miss me red, red thing yeah. is really, really well done. And I follow her on Instagram, and she is a joy to follow on Instagram. Really? She's just kind of, yeah, she's funny. Follow and follow stuff Um And, okay, so there's that. Now, another thing we did was Becky and Shy. Brought had brought Lily something with high expectations. Now, Becky, would you like to explain what expectations are? An expectation is when you're sharing an episode of something that you love and find hilarious or special or amazing with someone else, and you're watching them watch the show with very high expectations that they will love it as much as you. And if you blow it, it can lead to a Wait. case of show embarrassment. Exactly. Show embarrassment. Show embarrassment. Lily, we showed you Detroit show specifically okay. the episode. The third floor, which right. I recently showed Josh, right, and I, have so I much experienced to say. Oh my, my own show embarrassment because he was like, "Eh." Okay, Honestly, when I showed it to Vlad, he was like, "All right, okay." Well, here's the thing: there's a poop joke. Funny. I watched the fur. I watched the third joke. floor. I watched the third <laughs> floor, and that's this episode. I recommend anybody to watch it right now. Before having finished the, that episode, I had to stop watching it because we had to go have dinner. And so, like, I watched half an episode and already at dinner I was cracking jokes. Like, <laughs> saying lines of the episode. because Like, you know, because I was, like, so into it. Um, the episode you showed me was one of the funniest pieces, has, has one of the funniest pieces of television bit I've ever seen. Um, I can see how the show, not every episode is good. It's not a Parks and Rec where, like, every, pretty much every episode hits the mark. I will, I will say some episodes. I can See how are, some episodes are, are not my if they go taste. into their like personal stories too much or whatever. I get that, but the office bits that they have going on are just the two of them together, and their stupidity. I if a show makes you cackle out, out loud like at least once during an episode, I feel like you're good. Yeah, and mom, you can't like trash it. Mom sat down next to you. She wasn't even oh, watching. That's also the a hard she thing wasn't. to say because I was watching it with her. Yeah, no, she but was, she wasn't watching it. She was no. just reading the subtitles. She was just reading she the subtitles because there weren't enough headphones to go around. Yeah, because we could not play no, this loud. with this children thing. around and, and like people making dinner and stuff. So we did it like on the DL. We watched it and mom was just reading the subtitles <laughs> and was hysterical. She um, was laughing so hard she was crying. I actually have video footage of you guys laughing with mom watching so this. So funny. But so you now, can't so part of the funniest thing is that I watched it with you guys, which makes it great. So when you said Josh didn't like it, my first thought was was because he didn't watch it with you. You're like, no, he did. And I'm like, Josh what? has some of the most questionable taste. Ooh, Josh, you How were being can you called trust out. him? You were being called out. How he has quite tra- questionable taste because he... But to be fair, he is the most I told you shows along with Becky in my life. Of I'm not saying his taste is an impeccable, but I feel like he also has a lot of weird choices. Like his whole like sci-fi Netflix rabbit hole. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Show, yeah. The, show the guy a post-apocalyptic story of a show that He's probably won't get like renewed. He's like post-apocalyptic um, space sort of Battlestar Galactica to Ali's random like drecky romantic comedies that she <laughs> Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. Uh, Hallmark channels. Like there's people, two people that I respect so much and love their taste and there's just like this one like outlier like taste bud that they have um, but Josh I'm genuinely surprised that he did not like Detroiters because who doesn't like a good poop joke no and it's a really good one like it's hard to make new poop jokes and in the two episodes that- you showed me there's multiple very original poop jokes <laughs> 
Like, I oh, was yeah, impressed. The, and the other episode we watched was in the most recent season. I think the episode is called Donor. I'm not 100% sure, but that, that episode, which involves the creation of a no emissions car, is quite funny. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's let's go. Let's a good segue into recommendations. Now, today's recommendations are going to start with a food recommendation section because yesterday we went on a very long walk and then met where we had to be picked up on the way because it was too long to walk all the way there, although we probably should have. And we went to a place called the Orange Blossom Bakery, Bakery and Cafe, Cafe where they serve a legendary food item called the Apple Ugly, which mom kept calling the Ugly, Ugly Betty. Betty because she loves America forever. And... And can't remember anything. And can't remember, yeah, exactly what the names of things are. And to describe the Apple Ugly, first of all, it's the size of a basketball? A yeah, football? Basketball? basketball. A professional I, basketball. I feel so. like you could definitely compare it to that. And how would you describe what it is made of? Well, I described it as a Cinnabon had sex with an apple cobbler, but Becky, who's more of the chef, took it to the next level and said it was a Cinnabon and a donut had sex with an apple pie and made a baby. Yeah. So what it is <laughs> is a imagine, baby. Imagine, a baby. imagine a circular Rosh Hashanah challah from Kosher Quality and Montreal. Specifically. Specifically. If you don't know that challah, then you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> or, you know, but just imagine a circular challah that you would get on the high holidays in the fall. And then a section of it sort of gets carved open and filled with hot, caramelly, steamy, amazing apples. And then the whole thing seems to be drenched in, like, cinnamon and goo. And then like deep glazed. fried. And then, no, deep, deep fried. fried. Deep fried. And then there's, like, and a then glaze glazed. on it, which then, is the donut part. That's is it deep why. fried, though? It definitely is not not deep sure fried. sure as heck was. <laughs> it, was yes. it was not sous vide. It was, yes. <laughs> it was not it. poached. Yes. It was super fried. And so, and then when you pick one of these up, I don't know, it's like three or four pounds. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty yeah. heavy. Oh, is there some left over upstairs? Fills yeah. up an entire there plate. Is. And so we put that down in the center of the plate, and then we ordered some sandwiches. And I ordered something called the Mondo sandwich. Can I have a question? Did you guys know to only order one for the table? Or did anyone warn you? Or did you, like, accidentally... I've order been there before. Lily really had been there before. So we ordered one for the table. <laughs> I was there two years ago, oh, and okay. I was like, Shine needs to come to this place. So we ordered- I'm not going to lie. Maybe the vacation was built around the fact that I wanted to try to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> The real reason why we ended up here. Apple ugly, apple ugly for the table. And, and it beat us. We did not finish it. There was five adults and we did not finish it. Yeah. And there's two more upstairs. And there's two more upstairs. And so the apple ugly for the table is there and we're munching on it. That's incredible. But there were other guest appearances. There was my Mondo sandwich, which this is a situation where I think when you're ordering and you've never been to the place before and the thing that you're ordering is in big, bold, colorful letters on the menu, you got to just order what they offer. You don't make substitutions mm-hmm. you say I say I want the Mondo they say what bread do you want it on I say tell me exactly. what bread this goes on you tell, yeah. and so they gave it to me on their Italian bread it was a layer of bread a layer of cheese a, a, essentially an omelet it was enough egg that was like an omelet uh, with a layer of bacon in between the egg and the omelet and then another layer of sausage patties and then another piece of bread and it was out of this world amazing I ate a whole one it was super super long uh, the sandwich, super large and long, was very. I had to cut it in half and eat it, eat both pieces, but I ate it all. But then there were other guest appearances by a chocolate covered donut. Oh, which was, I mean, you guys brought. I ate those donuts a good thirty six hours, like old. It was amazing. I can't imagine what it would taste like fresh because old donuts. This was. <laughs> 
mind-blowing. I'm it, thinking of going upstairs right now and to, getting another To be bite. precise, it was a cake donut covered in a layer of chocolate that might as well have been... A melted chocolate bar. Yeah. My, they might as well have just melted an entire chocolate bar on it. It was so good. So we were cutting those up and eating pieces of those, and then Allie shows up with this chocolate-covered chocolate muffin, which... Who well, I never even got a bite of, because that was gone fast. Which Your kiddos. I had a little bite of, but I had eaten so much at that point that I was it didn't a little matter. bit dazed. Like, you couldn't even, like, taste anything. I had anything. brain damage from the <laughs> I, I remember asking, I was like, how are you doing? You're like, I'm emotional, I can't speak. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I tasted that, but Allie said it was the best chocolate muffin she's ever had. Might have even rivaled the chocolate cake from Bush Gardens. Oh. So that was a huge, huge, amazing eating experience. Another recommendation I think we all have is at our mother busted out for the first time in probably 20 plus years she made with the kids mm. oh, Rice Krispie Squares Rice Krispie Squares Where have you been all my life Rice Krispie Squares I want you to know when we were finished making the Rice Krispie Squares we told the girls they couldn't have them right away because we had to put them in the fridge and to let them Becky set and got like went and just took a piece for no I like waited until they turned their backs and walked <laughs> away and I like stuck my whole body in the fridge and just <laughs> ate directly out of the tray <laughs> And then I had them for breakfast this morning. Yeah, you were like, this is a breakfast food. But there's something about it the way is a mom breakfast food. made the it's Rice because, Krispies. It's squares. because she always made them with margarine, not butter, which is uh, why they t- like why I think hers tastes better. I don't like regular Rice Krispie squares because they have they taste like butter and hers tastes like margarine. She also has the she's a good marshmallow to crispy ratio. That's right. She, she doesn't, doesn't over marshmallow. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't over, she doesn't under. It's right but it's not one of those ones oh where it's so under marshmallow that you don't know that marshmallows are in it and you're just Sometimes you just hit with like a nice chewy glob of marshmallow. So mom's rice crispy squares. And tonight we're gonna do a bonfire. Let's see if this this Corin family is capable uh, of doing I need a bonfire a, I need on the beach and roast some s'mores. Let's right. see if that happens. All right. Well, that is the last challenge in the in the vacation. It's the last day of vacation, guys. And then another another thing that we played that was cooking related, or I would say I would recommend in my recommendations more cooking related is. Uh, Ash from uh, the Behind the Behind the Music and the Gold Nerds, uh, a.k.a. at Comedy Girl on Comedy underscore Girl on Twitter. She is a Nintendo expert and advised me on the games before coming on this vacation to play on our Nintendo Switch and we got this game Overcooked which is a team cooperation game the three of us have not played together where people have to take turns like people have to help each other get through a kitchen situation of like slicing the vegetables and making the recipes and then handing things out to the customers it's the worst it's the, I can't believe you had to pay for this game and it wasn't free <laughs> like and they should pay you to use it I love so it but it definitely gave how do you Allie love it attack. how do you love it because it was fun. so boring Oh my god! I don't see. It. You must have to be so. The good kids at video got games. very mad at me when I played. It's this really week. hard the kids got very too. Mad and Allie was. Charles so like, anxious. don't serve that food. You need a plate. You and, need a plate. And and then and then yeah, and it was fun. And so okay, so uh, with that, anyone else have any recommendations? If not, then we'll go to shoutouts. Hunt for the wild wilder people. Hunt for the wilder people. So what's it about? Wilder, well, it is uh, hell. Just watch you it. Just it's watch about, it. It's about a. It's about a boy who's is, is he orphaned or no, is it? It's a boy no. that ends up in social services, services and, and he's adopted or he's taken in by a foster family and he and the father of the foster family one thing leads to another and they basically get stranded, stranded. stranded in the woods and it's like a kind of adventure kind of chase the foster movie. father 
is not happy to have a foster kid. It was his wife that wanted a kid to, to foster a kid. So, and so he's Sam Neill is brilliant, and it ended up being the two of them. And this kid is like and a he's str- stranded in the woods, and he is a street survive, like a survival. Like he's a city kid, and they're out in the middle of nowhere in New Zealand, and it's just brilliant. Okay, hunt for the wilder people. Alrighty, uh, any other wrecks? How about some shout outs? Mm. Mm. Oh, I would also like to recommend Ocracoke Island. (laughs) It's a beautiful little island with some nice craft stores. Some good craft stores. I recommend before you go, take a Benadryl. Just uh, check the ferry lines. Just, sure, I was not a fan of the uh, extensive ferry lines. That's my other recommendation. I took a Benadryl that morning because I was covered in mosquito bites, and as for some reason was exhausted. Then after and <laughs> super cranky for the rest of the I day. Was, I was sleepy and I was confused for three and a I half hours. I had to hours. walk you to the bathroom. I that's, found you meandering outside the like docks. That's true. And she's like, he's like, "Where's the bathroom? Can you take me?" And then he goes, "Why is the building so stripy?" I was like, "Oh my gosh! I thank God you never did drugs because." Yeah, the Benadryl alone. I kept falling asleep saying, why am I so tired? <laughs> Take a Benadryl. Shockingly, he didn't like the day trip. Shoutouts? Uh, Shoutouts? Shout so I got shoutouts to... Uh, I, you know, we talked a lot about speaking French last week in the previous episode, how we mm-hmm. love the French, the made-up French words, part of Super Troopers 2. And so because of that, I want to shout out to Madame Granger, uh, my French teacher, who we've engaged with on Twitter and reconnected with. Because without her, I don't think that I would have enjoyed the jokes in that movie as much uh, and, and enjoyed the and understood all the words without having to read the subtitles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is hilarious. You. Shout outs, cousin Vanessa. Cousin Vanessa, um, who went back to work after some mat leave. So we're mm-hmm. thinking of you. And we love you. And we'll FaceTime you later. Yeah, well, yeah. we can do a FaceTime later. And shout out to the to these two uh, siblings of mine. Yeah, yeah. it's really great to do this it's in person. It's so yeah. fun to do it in person. It's really, really, really special. I love doing it in person. And I'm not sure, like it's going to be a few months so we get to hang out all three of us I, together again. I will so say I pay, I pay attention way more when we're in person than when I'm sitting <laughs> <laughs> oh, Really? This really? Is that's more not attention? saying a lot. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I also oh, want to shout out to the place, Shai, you, you know better handles and stuff like that. Oh, Sundogs. I'm wearing my uh, pancake for the table t-shirt while we record and it's the best it's so comfy and I can't wait to order some plates so you should go online and buy yourself some merch merchandise exactly and where can people follow you at Chichi K Gomez on Twitter and you paper bk princess and you can follow me at pancake for table on twitter and instagram you can follow the whole pancake media breakfast table at pancakefortable.com you can follow this podcast alone at fridaynightmoviepod.com please rate us and review us on itunes and share with your friends we really appreciate any little bit of uh, raising awareness because uh, we love sharing our little family table with everybody and with that the theme music kicks in and we dance and we dance and we dance and that is it love you guys love you love you
like a Cinnabon and a donut no, fucked in apple pie. <laughs> That's the only way to describe it. An apple cobbler. <laughs> like pie. An, like pie. A, like, no, no, like, no, they're talking about cobbler. That is pure not, apple pie filling. Is it pie? It's like an American. Now I'm imagining the scene from American Pie, but with like a Cinnabon <laughs> donut. Like, like, jammed into it. Jammed into the pie. But why donut? Do you think Cinnabon is enough? Mm, it's really it's too donut-y. Donut? The glaze. 